This is a warning. The podcast you're about to hear was recorded while Sam and Greg were in an intermediate state of inebriation. As a result, listeners who are easily offended are warned that it may contain very explicit language, which may frequently mean the use of sexual swear words, such as b**** and f**k. In addition, allowance should be made for the fact that they take the piss out of Sylvester McCoy for being likely toasted whilst recording links for the year's tapes, whilst themselves being three shoots to the wind. We do hope you enjoy. Esmeralda. 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 When I was first asked to take part in this project, I had major reservations. I always have major reservations. Greg, do you remember 1991? I do. I do remember 1991. I was a slipper for a lad in those days, though. Days of our lives. They were the days of our lives. The years tapes. Oh, let's go back if only. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Doctor Who: The Complete Menagerie. Yes, almost. It's very nice to be welcomed. It's just us two tonight, actually. It's it's mm. me, Sam Pei. Yes, uh, uh, and it's me, Greg, because uh, sadly Buddy Windrush is uh, indisposed tonight, isn't he? <laughs> He's in court this evening. Is he's, he? He's very yeah. busy. He's, he's, a, he's a legal beagle. Yes, he's like Rumpole of the Bailey. Isn't he just mm. like Mar- Leo McKern yes. in Nothing that like, series? Yes, yeah. Nothing like Tom of the Bailey. No, 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 no. Tom Bailey is also in space. Gone but not forgotten. Mm. He will be coming back at the end of the season, I've been sure. Yes, that's right. But meanwhile, mm. we're going back in time, aren't we, Greg? We are. little special. As we always here. do, as is all right. <laughs> yes, we're going back to the early 90s, aren't we? Ah, yes, the rock and roll years. And what was going on then? Well, uh, all kinds of shit. But uh, <laughs> in Doctor Who terms, not an awful lot. Yeah. Because we'd had the cancellation, hadn't we? Ah, uh, the cancellation yes. in 89. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, Sylvester McCoy was Doctor Who, if you remember, in 1989. Yes, I do. I was there, yeah. Um, and then a few things happened. Hmm. Um, first of all, it was the fall of the Berlin Wall. It was the end of communism in Europe. They shot Ceausescu, if you they remember, did. on Christmas what Day. day Christmas oh, Day, gosh. 1989. Yeah, they shot him on Christmas yeah. Day. Actually, on Christmas Jeez. Day. He just literally opened his presents. He was like, wow, a, nin- a Nintendo <laughs> Game Boy. How lucky am I? And then it was like, come here, Nicky boy. <laughs> and that was it, you know. And his missus, she was gone as well, you know. All very sad. Someone should do a play about that guy. <laughs> if, only they, so if only somebody would write a comedy musical about that. Yes, yes. What mm. would they call it? <laughs> Some sick, twisted mind who could write Ceausescu, the musical. <laughs> ah, if, only, yes. if, only, if only somebody was, was that. Maybe someone should Google that now and mm. see what the results yeah. of that would be. But that, it was all happening in 1989, wasn't it? Yes. But then, by 1990... Well, by, by 1990, communism was over in the West, or so we thought. Never mind about communism. Mm. What about John Nathan Turner? <laughs> what was he doing in 1990? Well, dear John, he was still producing Doctor Who, wasn't he? And that was, was he? Still, that was still on air, wasn't it? I don't think he was. I think, it, what I think happened? He, I think he was very, very busy writing letters back to fans such oh, as yes. you, Greg. Yes. And what did he do in 1990? Well, he wrote me a letter to explain why I couldn't get Doctor Who magazine in my local branch of W. H. Smith's. <laughs> He was a very busy man, very busy man, back in 1990, sitting in his BBC office with his um, taxpayer's money salary, shall we say. So the truth was that in 1989, he was no longer contracted to do Doctor Who because Doctor Who was cancelled, but he was still on contract with the BBC as a producer, so yes. he was being paid the same salary in 1990. He was a relic of the socialist era, wasn't he, of James Callaghan when he was Prime Minister? He was, a relic, he was a relic of the, the BBC system yeah. and the last BBC producer yeah. on payroll, yeah. Uh, yeah. who wasn't, as I understand, a freelancer. So he was the only in-house producer at the BBC mm. at the time. They didn't know what to do with him. No. The argument was, back in 1989, that if they got rid of Doctor Who, they could get rid of John Nathan Turner. Mm. 
and <clears throat> we still don't know to this day whether Doctor Who was cancelled because it was Doctor Who mm. or whether John Nathan Turner was fired and through the means of getting rid of Doctor Who but we'll never know the one so, thing we do know is you can't keep a good man down no so what did he do in 1990 he got busy mm. he not thought, for the first time <laughs> and he thought I've got this stuff Mm -hmm. And I know Mother Pertwee, mm -hmm. I know Sylvester McCoy, mm -hmm. I know television's Peter Davison. Oh yes, I liked him in Campion. I know television's Colin Baker, who's oh. currently not busy. Yes, available. <laughs> yep, available. Could I do some stuff on VHS cassette? Mm. And would the fans be interested? Of course they would. It would be called The Years Tapes. Oh yes, tell me more. Well, the first one was called The Hartnell Years. Ah, we're getting ahead of ourselves because... Um, we need a you drink. look dry. <laughs> I look dry. Uh, what would you like? We've got a Witchwood Fire Catcher. We've got an EPA English Pale Ale. We've got a Hobgoblin. And we have an Oxford Gold Braxbeer. Oh, give me the Oxford Gold. Oh, okay, there we go. You have that one. So, uh, what will I have? Uh, I'll have a... Tell you what, I'll have a Fire Catcher. Um, so, this is 1990. It's 1990, Greg. Uh, so, um, the, 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 to put it into context, the year that Margaret Thatcher resigned in November that year? It was certainly a watershed moment mm. uh, for many, many people. Uh, uh, in 1990... Gorbachev Doctor... was still uh, head of the USSR, wasn't he, at that time? Was, yeah. well, you know, Russia, as it later became. What else happened in 1990? Well, um... John Major became Prime Minister and the Years Tapes started to be... Uh, now that's the important bit. Yes. So the Years Tapes, they, they seemed to be like a big deal at the time because of course, what had we had up to 1990? We'd had a few... Sex. Ooh. Had you? No. Oh. God, no. No, I was only uh, 11 or 12. In <laughs> <laughs> the, the Catholic priests were very kind uh, at school, but uh, nobody, nobody had... Uh, Nobody, 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 nobody would take me to <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be beeped. Um, we can't afford to be sued for 100 million. Like, another, another company has been recently. Yes, I can't think to whom you're, prefer no. you're referring. It must be a very bad <laughs> Yes, yeah, mm. yeah. Off the wall views from yes. you there, Greg. Yes, well, hopefully he's history now. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes, but I love these mm. thrilling comments. That's me. <laughs> Oh, but it's all arranged. Megan and I have important things to discuss. Yes, Doctor. Prepare the time flash. The Hartnell years. Yes, William Hartnell. As all excited 12-year-old boys were buying... Absolutely. These yes. by the thousands yeah. across the UK. It's so funny you should say that. I, I do remember going into... Uh, into uh, W. H. Smith. Well, they always had them. They was W. H. Smith. They're very good. I have to say, as, as far as stockists go, W. H. Smiths are pretty bloody good. You know, credit where it's due. Very good for Doctor Who stock. But I went into W. H. Smiths in Southport, which wasn't on Lord Street. You know, yeah. I don't. If, if listeners know um, Southport who are listening, they probably think, Oh, Lord Street. Oh yes, Lord Street, where all the Victorian promenades were. Mm. They're quite famously Napoleon the Third of, um, of France. This is a true story. Yeah. Had visited. Um, Southport, and he was very impressed by Lord Street, and he got the idea for the Champs Elysees from uh, from from Lord Street, and took that over to France and bulldozed the. I've probably told this in the podcast before, but anyway, Southport, quite quite famous, really. But it wasn't on Lord Street; it was just off Lord Street. I can't remember the name of the street, but I went into W. A. Smiths, and there it was. There it was in front of me: the Hartnell years and the Troughton years. And um, I thought, well, like being a Doctor Who fan, I ought to be chronological. I ought to buy the Hartnell years first. But then I'd always preferred Patrick Chatton's Doctor Who. And I think I only had about um, £12 in my pocket. Which was How much were they at the time? £13.99 or £12.99? £13.99. It was expensive. Yeah, it was expensive. But there were episodes I'd never seen before. Yeah. And they were all from Doctor Who. Yeah. And I thought, well... Uh, and now and one of them had Sylvester McCoy presenting and one of them had John Pertwee presenting. Yes. I thought, I need, I need a bit of this shit in my life. i got to have this. <laughs> I need this shit. Yeah, fuck puberty. Yeah. So what was your first memory? 
My first memory was actually seeing the Daleks, the early years, mm. in W. H. Smith. Uh, it's a weird thing, W. H. Smith. Which W. H. Smiths? Which town were you in? In Jersey. Somewhere. Jersey. There was only one. And the general manager of the W. H. Smiths in Jersey was a Doctor Who fan. So, ah. of course, it was well stocked. Right. What was so, his name? I cannot remember, but I remember what he looked like. Right. He was a bald guy with a goatee. And slightly overweight. Never really quite a astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 1992, can you imagine? Yes. Did, he, did he ever wear a Guns N' Roses <laughs> He didn't have a ponytail, we wasn't far off. But uh, it was very well stocked. Mm. And I remember the labels, actually. It's mm. some little um, flashback. That the labels on the um, uh, VHS tapes at, in W. Smith are very large. Do you remember? They, they were of a certain size, or was it just in Jersey? Right. So you remember, like in 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 Woolies, you'd have like oh, the yes. normal the Woolies sticker, the price sticker. Yes. These things do not exist anymore, by the way, children. Oh, yeah, you do yeah, not get yeah, price stickers yes. on anything. Yes, that's true. Everything has a barcode mm. on it now. But in those days, you used to get basically, um, like in a grocery store mm. or a corner shop, a sticker mm. with the price, which looked like it had been printed on by an old hand. Yes, a gun probably, machine. Yeah, it had to be like a little ticket machine. A ticket machine. And it would say great numbers like 899 yes. or 1299. Yes. And the ones in W.H. Smith were done in a slightly different fashion. They were double the height. Ah. Do you remember that? I, I remember the sort of the ticket machine that, yeah. that you were talking about. I remember seeing them. They were quite, they were like a, a gun, weren't they? Yeah. Like a, a red handle. That's right. I used to see them on um, brr, counters in, brr, in shops brr. in those days. Yeah. And um, occasionally you get things ticketed up the wrong way. Mm. I mean, I remember um, purchasing um, Sapphire and Steel Adventure 5 on VHS cassette. And it was a double VHS cassette, and it was the, it was meant to retail at $16.99. And, but someone had sticked it up incorrectly at $8.99. And I, I rushed in there straight away, <laughs> you know. I was like, I'm having this, I'm having this. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I thought in, my, in, my, in my mind's eyes, I approached the counter, I thought... People, security people are going to jump on me. Yeah. Someone's going to jump out and say, you know, you're trying to get away with this. And anyway, it was uh, put through the, 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 the cashier was putting it through, charged me eight ninety nine, gave £10 note, pound and a penny change. And even taking my little bag out of the shop, I thought someone's going to pounce on me <laughs> a second, like the yeah. MI5 yeah. are going to be descending on me. But no, no. You got away with it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what ties in with my first memory of the years, tapes was mm. the... The Daleks of the early years was probably about a year old when I first saw it at W.H. Smith's. And there was a big wave, you know, around about 1992, 93, mm. VHS tapes dropping, I mean, from being like £12 yeah. a tape yeah. to being £6.99 a tape. Oh, right, yeah. So that might be connected yeah. To, yeah. to your memory. Maybe I'm slightly yeah. wrong there, maybe it was £8.99. Mm. But I remember seeing what I could afford yes. that week yes. from the yes. shelves from right. Doctor Who stuff. That's and right. there was Keeper of Traken, mm. uh, which is a new release in 1993. That's right. A few right. of the others. I saw Daleks, the early years, this blue spine. I thought, oh, hello. Yes. And it was very cheap, but it was still new. Yes. So I bought it. Yes. And that was my first entry into, uh, into the whole year's tapes mm. phenomenon. Well, my father used to uh, pay me for doing odd jobs around the house or oh, in the garden, you know, yeah. cutting the grass, washing the car, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. Um, not to say we were particularly affluent and had a large house, but yes. living in the northwest of England, your your book goes further. It was before. It was before Instagram. It was before Instagram. Yeah. Yes, a couple of years. A couple yeah. of years before that. He didn't need. So his, I used to say that my Instagram was washing. No, 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 yeah. he didn't. He wasn't an influencer no, in that way. No, he was very My busy. Father. Had dusty windows. Yeah. Lots of pound notes on the old Do Send me up the chimney. Yeah. Yeah. Sweep those out. Yeah. Mm. Different times. Yeah. So that's how you made your, your spondoolies. It was, it yeah. was indeed, yes. You know, it was a sort of street urchin, really. It was sent around to do jobs. So you made some cash Bob a job, side. that's what they used to say. People don't know what a Bob is anymore. Yeah, yeah. Bob, think Bob is a Bob Peck. Ah. It's a Jurassic Park on the edge of darkness. But they, don't, they don't know anymore. They're bringing that back now. Dogs can't go Jurassic Park. Are they really? Bob Peck's a woman. <laughs> so you earned, <laughs> you earned some money. I hope they... Shoot her! <laughs> <laughs> they earned some money. Um... You wrote some money then around mm. the house, and you had money to spend. Yes, 
years tapes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah, absolutely. Yes, and I, I um, well, I should say cheers. Oh, cheers! By the way, I've drunk a lot of this very quickly. Cheers. cheers. Mm. So the Troughton years was my first. I lost my virginity uh, into years tapes terms and uh, to the Troughton years. Yeah. So I carried that home from uh, from Southport in my little. Um, they used to give these improbably small plastic bags. Back in those Do you remember this? They were the size, of, the size of a VHS tape. Yes, so the, the handle was... You, you could just about put a finger through the handles would, for the VHS it tape bags. It would scratch your finger. It would, and, and then yeah. the blood would, <laughs> would stop running through that finger. So you, Great. It was more or less falling off by the yeah. time you... It turned black by yeah. the time you got home. You'd probably end up with gangrene. But it was worth it to watch yeah, yeah, these missing episodes of Doctor I think it was for books. I think they were for paperback, were. paperback books, mm. but they didn't fit VHS. Probably too. for Mills and Boone. But they, they used to try it with the VHS. Mills and Boone? Target novelisations, oh, I'll yes, have yeah. you know, Greg. <laughs> By Terence Dix. Yes. And Terry Dudley. Yeah. yeah. Ian Martyr, dear Ian. He's dead now, of course. Yeah. Great buttocks. Ah. <laughs> so go on. You, you, which, which was the first one you walked home with? The Troughton Years. <clears throat> and uh, um, I went home and I watched it and um, thought it was wonderful. It's funny now because I watched it more, more recently in order to talk to you. And of yeah. course, these things really only exist on VHS cassette. Yeah. And, um, and we've got them here. I know they're lined up in front of me. And um, but we don't actually have a VHS player in the house anymore. We have a DVD player. We have a Blu-ray player, which is one of the same. We have various other boxes that are connected to the television in some way. And um, my husband Pip is able to press various buttons and get all sorts of magical things to happen on the television in terms of our viewing pleasure. Mm. Um, but no VHS recorder. And I, I, I distinctly remember uh, our, our final VHS machine dying and it needed to be thrown out. And at this point, Tandy and Dixon's had stopped, um, stopped selling VHS players. So I yes. Know, this is a rum business. And uh, I remember Pip chucking the VHS player in the bin. And I looked at him and I said, <laughs> I feel like you've just killed an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's very difficult. But, uh, yeah. but, but I watched them on... Um, I, watched, I watched them a little bit on YouTubes. Do you remember, so, do you, have you yeah. seen that? YouTube. It's a bit like Vimeo, yeah, but, but, yeah. Um, but for younger people. It's on the internet. You can get it on the interweb. If you go on Google yeah. and type in YouTubes, um, you can find it. And you can find that, that allows you to watch VHS on the internet. That's right. You don't have to insert the, right. the disc okay. into your machine. You can just uh, download it straight from Google's. Oh, great. Onto your iPlayer. Yeah. And, uh, and, and watch it that way. But how do I watch that on the TV? Uh, you just have to make sure it's on your favourites. And, uh, and then upload it. And then download something. And I think there's an app. And, uh, and so you can do it that way. Um, so younger people, people younger than me, will know what will know what they're doing. Great. But anyway, I, <laughs> I found you. the Troughton years, and because um, you see, you know, in my mind's eye, when I remember going into W. H. Smiths in Southport and buying it, it doesn't seem that long ago. It is a long time ago. And I watched it, Troughton Years, the introduction. Dear John Pertwee. And welcome to Doctor Who, the Troughton Years. A celebration of some rare moments of Patrick Troughton's time as Doctor Who. Whoa, 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 whoa. Way back, though. Mm. That was the first one you bought. Yes. But maybe we should cycle through them in the order that they were released. Oh, yes. And I think that the Hartnell Years and the Troughton Years came out together. They did simultaneously. At the same time. Simultaneously. Simultaneously. But also at simultaneously. The same time. Also but also at the same, at the same time. time. Exactly. Exactly. At the same time. Almost simultaneously. One against the other. Yeah. Yeah. Rubbing up against each other. With no right. time in between. No time. Simultaneously. Simultaneously. At the same time. Okay. Mm. So, the first one of the Hartnell years and the Troughton years that I saw was mm. the Troughton years. So Me carry, too. Carry, Me on, too. With, carry on with your story. <laughs> Well, I've, I'm, I was looking back at it, and, and, and dear John, and I noticed this a long, long time ago, actually, yeah. in the introduct, the very introduction of the, the, the Troughton Years, more or less as he's saying, welcome to the Troughton Years. Yes. And welcome to Doctor Who, the Troughton Years. Dear John, he's photographed against um, Lime Grove Studios, is in the background. The grey morning. Lime Grove yeah. Studios. Freezing. Grey morning, probably February. 
It looks awful. And yeah. um, John says, Hello, and welcome to the Trouton years. And more or less as he's, at, simultaneously, as he's saying the word Trouton, <laughs> his right foot is slipping in a load of snow stroke sludge stroke <laughs> dirty newspaper. Fag <laughs> Something in the gutter. Uh, uh, and um, but but the dear fellow, he, he carries on. I remember taking it into school and and, <laughs> and mentioning this and, yes. um, uh, and um, uh, lending it to people who, who found it terribly funny that um, John Pertwee almost fell over whilst he was doing this. And of course, he doesn't seem that long ago watching it. <clears throat> and then of course, you think round about the time that that was being released they had a whole day of Doctor Who stuff didn't they on, on was it BBC One or BBC Two about the celebration of Lime Grove Studios oh yes they did yeah, when yeah. they showed the original pilot episode yes various other bits and yeah, bits and pieces uh, what was it called the Anorak that's right yes, yes. And, and it was all because they were demolishing Lime Grove oh. Studios it was, it was going to go but when they recorded that it wasn't happening it wasn't it was no. it was still 19, active 91 when they filmed it and possibly 90 90 91 yeah. maybe it was demolished in 93 yeah and then unfortunately John Pertwee was demolished in 96 yes indeed so uh, you know it all happened quite not that long after yeah. um, that was recorded and I was yeah. looking at this and feeling terribly sad and I kind of felt when they demolished it in 1993 they, they ought to have replaced it with something interesting do you know what they replaced it with? sort of a, a, a row of um, houses and they called it Gaumont Terrace right. that's what exists there now not Lime Grove Studios that's all gone from the Troughton years opening sequence that's all gone it's is it called, flats? It's, yes like apartments are called Gaumont Terrace they could have called it Troughton Terrace. <laughs> what was wrong with them? Pertwee Terrace. I'd have bought a house there. What were they thinking? Uh, I remember... Uh, Gomon. Who the fuck is Gomon? I remember, though, I mean, before we get on to the, the wider issue of the whole problem with these years' tapes, mm. but, um, it, it, it's very striking when you first watch, say, the Troughton as if it was the first one you picked up, which it was for us. Is the way that John Pertwee's speaking, and yes. he, he's talking in a, a very strange kind of, dare I say, GCSE or O-level English coursework manner. Do you know what I mean when I'm saying? Would the word stilted come to mind? Stilted, dry, workmanlike. Would yes. you say? Yes, I would. Is, is there a reason for that? Do you think? There is a reason, because the man behind this is, of course, John Nathan Turner. Oh, not yes. best known for his creative writing. Yes, yes, I remember him. He used to produce Doctor Who in the 1980s. He did for about 2,000 years. He seemed. quite famously cast Peter Davidson, yeah. Colin Baker, yeah. Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, the best doctors. Hmm. And uh, he... Sylvester, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he famously wrote and produced these tapes. And yes, he did. You can see mm. these poor presenters such as John Pertwee. John Pertwee. Working mm. off, I think, mm. dummy boards. I think mm. they're reading off dummy boards. I don't mm. think it's actually been learnt by heart. Oh, the God, no. Are no. not off the book by no. means. No. And Pertwee coming out with these kind of like little phrases or little bits of information in the introduction mm. as if you'd give a shit. <laughs> and one of them was... Such as? Such as... <gasps> Hello and welcome to Lime Grove, which is where they shot films such as The Wicked Lady. <laughs> the Wicked <laughs> Lady, yes. Now I'm here outside BBC's Lime Grove television studios, originally built as film studios about 1918. This is where many British films, including The Wicked Lady, were made. Now in 1950, BBC television acquired the premises from the Rank Organisation. And from 1966 to 1969, whilst Pat was the doctor, he worked here many times. Here's how Pat first appeared as the Doctor, taking over from William Hartnell. <laughs> what the fuck is the Wicked Lady? I had to look that up. And it's, of course, it's probably John Nathan Turner's favourite film of all time. <laughs> and I can just imagine what the film is. I've never heard of it. Oh, I've never Have seen you? it. I've certainly never seen it. It's not a Hitchcock. <laughs> but what is the Wicked Lady? What is it? It's, it's was Dolores Gray? <laughs> I feel she might be. Somebody was in it, wasn't they? Somebody was in the Wicked Lady. I feel. Was it Michael Craig? It was later in Vervoise. Somebody must. Somebody must have been in the Wicked Lady. But it's just like 
Who is writing this? This is not John Pertwee's words. This is the words of a middle-aged homosexual producer of the BBC who loves showbiz. Well, I'd play devil's advocate with you all the way up until the end where... um... Dear John happens to mention about um, the, the Space Pirates is famously one of the episodes that's on the Traveling Years. Yes. And at the end of it, um, John says, and of course, a, a famous floor assistant on the Space Pirates happened to be John Nathan Turner. And the floor assistant, or call boy on the show, was one John Nathan Turner, later to become producer. You ended up producing the show, so small world really, isn't it? <laughs> And I was struck, actually, by how badly made it was. And there's one thing we've jumped well ahead here that we, mm. should, we need to go back to, is you put the tape in, you press play, you paid £12.99 for this tape. You're how old? Eight years old, ten years old. Mm. I was eight. Thirteen at the time. I was ten. I was very lucky. I bought this second-hand in a video exchange shop in Jersey where they had an awful lot of Doctor Who tapes. Mm. I used to buy them for £4.99 or £5 a piece. Oh, right. And I think I bought this one for 3 99 I was oh, very lucky. Right. And it was only like in 1993 when I bought it. Mm. Um, so I popped it into the player, sat back, and I'd never seen this kind of stuff before. I thought, what's mm. this? Not a Doctor Who story. Get the old BBC spinning globe, comes mm. up, BBC yeah. video. And then you get this box that appears on the screen. With the faces of Doctor Who on the oh, side yes. of the box. Do you remember yes. the box, Greg? I do. It was like a <laughs> box. It was eight-sided. <laughs> six-sided, sorry. Six-sided. And around it, it had the, like a bastardised version of the Davison yes. title sequence. And the Doctor Whos would come and go, wouldn't they? And it sort of like flashes around. Art, and you'd be like, which mm. Doctor Who's it going to be? And then you'd think, well, I hope it's Billy Patrick Travers. I bought the Patrick Travers. Exactly. Mm. So it, it'd move round the box and mm. it might be I don't know where that thing tune possibly comes <clears> from. <throat> from. Is it familiar <clears throat> to you? I've never heard it before. Okay. I can't place it. And then it arrives on the screen and mm. then a picture of Patrick Trout. And yes. just in case you didn't know, it'll say underneath it, the Troughton years. Yes, that's right. Underlined. Yes. Like some six-former would do... On, on a camcorder. T- <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Yes. The cheapest titles you've mm. ever seen. Yes. And then what do you get? You get Mr Pertwee slipping over in his winkle pickers on mm. some snow and shit outside yeah. um, outside Grove. his costume on. I mean, bless him. Bless him. John Pertwee. And he's giving everything. He's, he's absolutely giving absolutely everything. But where do they film the inside bits? You know, he's like in the, the TARDIS round. Well, this is the that. point. I've got that. I think that might be a dapple. Right. Because right. it's as cheap as hell, isn't it? Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. There's pictures of Doctor Who. Um, Peter Davidson and Colin Baker. In and black and white. Yes. In round yes, elves. that's right. I think it might be an exhibit. Ah. If it's not an exhibit, it's something they did afterwards because right. Pertwee after that sequence, is doing stuff on location again. So right. yes, he is. was it insert, mm. or was it something they purposefully meant to do? This is the weird thing about it. I don't know. I don't know where the hell that was shot. Yeah. And it's but, badly shot as well. It's like one light. It looks like it's mm. done with a desk lamp mm. shining at his face. It's done so cheaply. Pertwee's clearly very uncomfortable. And reading it? the lines, you can tell he's yes. reading, can't you? Yeah. Well, the Doctor immobilises the Yeti, of course and defeats the great intelligence who is completely controlling the High Lama. And Professor Travers does discover a real Yeti. And it's harmless. But the only... But at the end of... The very end of it, after... Um, I can't remember which the last episode is. Abominable Snowman, possibly. Yeah. Um, it's filmed in the interior of Lime Grove Studios. Mm. And John Pertwee says, um, well... Of course, it's been modernised since Patrick Troughton's day, who was in here in these studios recording. Only just. And um, yeah. you, look at, you look at the kind of equipment, and he, and he points out how small the studio is and um, all the rest of it, and you think, can't have been that different, really, since the 60s. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently, but it was so dilapidated and rat-infested by the end of it that um, BBC employees used to call it slime growth studios, <laughs> and no one particularly liked working there. Yeah. Um, but in a way, although we're kind of you know, saying it's um, uh, um, 
these are not particularly high quality poets. Well, thank goodness they were filmed. And we had John Pertry in uh, 1991 inside Lime Grove Studios because you know, we, we could say some, oh, well, um, let's go down to London tomorrow and go to some locations. But we can't bob down to Lime Grove Studios can gone. We? because the bugger's gone. Exactly. Gaumont Terrace and all yeah. the fuckers who live there. It's ironic to see him standing there, you mm. know, surrounded by, I think, EMI 2000 or. 2001 cameras they're called yeah which are these hefty big 1970s cameras yeah Easy. and of course they've all been updated to them yeah. yes this looks fucking old yeah this stuff yeah. that you're stood around and it's yeah. not actually you know you look at it now and you think there's more time that's passed since he's recorded this than the period that's he's it. talking about that's between it. since it's been updated so mm. this is now actually a historical document itself oh god yes yes that's right so he's saying oh look mm. how modern this is and <laughs> This does not exist yeah. anymore. It's this, history. It's, this is history. Itself. Lime Grove's gone and dear John, you're gone. Uh, those cameras are gone. The whole lot is gone. Yeah. The whole industry, yeah. some would say. And everything we held dear is gone. Does not. It doesn't exist, exist. anymore. It does not exist. Mm. Like in Marta. Let's wind back, literally, mm. to take one, which is yeah, the okay. Hartnell years, mm. which was the first one. Yes. And I was struck by this one. I, I think I picked this up shoutly after the Troughton years. Um, mm. And I was very excited because it's actually it's quite poignant in a way. In the, it's the Hartnell years. It's some introductions to the very early days of Doctor Who. The stuff. William Hartnell. Yes, William Hartnell, the first Doctor Who. Oh yes, I liked him. Presented by Sylvester McCoy. Oh, Sylvester McCoy. Which is it's wonderful. It's a wonderful bookend. And I yes. think it's perhaps of all of the years tapes in terms of a, uh, a compendium of content to watch and yes. enjoy. He's the perfect one to kind of bookend oh. it because it's yes. like we've gone full circle. Yes. Well, Tom Baker was in that one. <laughs> and you've got to bear in mind, when The Heart and Years was made, hmm. Sylvester McCoy was pretty much incumbent, wasn't he, Greg? Well, yes, he was quite ready to film the fourth series that he was going to be in, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's 1990-odd. Hello, and welcome to Doctor Who, The Heart and Years. A celebration of the era of Doctor Who that started what was to become an internationally popular series and very much a part of British folklore. This is a nostalgic look at some of the early years of Doctor Who before decimalisation, wheel clamps, colour TV and <laughs> ghetto blasters. Yes, but as much as I love Sylvester McCoy's mm. one, I don't know if he's just tired or pissed. Have you heard some of his lines? Hmm, he just seemed a little uh, squiffy on a few of them, mm. such as this one. And the Doctor's first appearance on British TV took place on the 23rd of November 1963, the day after President Kennedy's assassination. Anyway, moving mm. on. The Pertwee years. Mm. Now, I, I, I was desperate to get this cassette. Hmm. This cassette. Ah. Uh, because um, I couldn't find it anywhere. It wasn't yes. available in the shops and mm. in, in uh, Dunbrick Smith's. I couldn't find it in the co-op. Ah. I couldn't find it second-hand. Uh, so did, you, did you check on Amazon? Oh, it was 1994. Ah, 93, 94. Mm. And of mm. course, the tape had been out for 18 months, two years by then. A long yes. time. Yes, yes. Did it even exist anymore? Acres of time. Acres mm. of time. So I went to my local cooperative store in mm. Jersey, and yes. I had to place a paper order. I had to fill ah. a form out the v VHS cassette I wanted them to order in for me right from a central organisation somewhere in the UK who would send the cassette over and I had to go and collect it in two weeks time Dear isn't God. that incredible sounds like something out of the USSR uh, it, it felt like yeah. you could not get this kind of stuff <laughs> so I, I filled out the form two signs of A4 the per two years blah 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 had the ISBN code, I think it was at the oh, time, yes, the barcode, yes, yes. blah, 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 the BBC mm. V video mm. code, all that kind of stuff. Brezhnev stamped it for you. It was stamped. Mm. I paid in cash. I had a yeah. receipt back. Mm. I was told I would have a phone call when it was available to collect. Right. All that kind of yeah. crap. Yeah, yeah, The phone call came. Ah. So you were sitting at home. The phone rang. The phone rang. Two your, weeks later. Your mum said, don't don't answer the phone if it's... If my it's... mother actually answered the phone. Ah. She said, Sam, the Pertwee years is ready to collect. <laughs> he's John Pertwee on the line. Oh, he's, he's got your years to <laughs> Hello, hello. Hello. Is that Mrs. <laughs> John Pertwee here. <laughs> so excited. Ah. So, I went down mm. after school. Yes. 1974. Yes. Walked into the shop. In, in uniform. 
Yes, absolutely, my friend. So, mm. I've come to collect a, a, a video. Um, yes, a, v- a VHS cassette. In 1994. Mm. Uh, the the per- oh, yes, please. And what did they say? It was an Irish woman. Right, what uh, did she want? I had a coat. <laughs> and she went, I'm sorry, what's that you're looking for? I said, <laughs> I, I've ordered a, a VHS tape, the, uh, the per years. And she went, what's that? The per years. <laughs> Yeah, I was getting really embarrassed by it. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> holy Mary, mother of God, all the angels of saints. She was really young. She was like 18, 19, ah. I think, this girl. She was really pretty. I was really awkward. Mm. I, yeah, it's, it's a Doctor Who VHS tape of John Pertwee. I, I like Tom Baker. He was a good Catholic boy. Yeah. Well, what does it look like? It has a green cover. And then she turned around to her colleague and she went, Meredith! This boy here is looking for a Doctor Who VHS. It's got a green cover. It's got the purse we years. <laughs> Do you have such a thing? And she went, yes, so I have. She was Irish as well. <laughs> Can you believe it? I can. I, I run under the counter, they found me the purse we years. They slipped the purse we years. And they, they pushed me this VHS tape in Irish green. God <laughs> It's green. <laughs> it's green. It's got like a green cover. <laughs> and I bought it for eight ninety nine. Oh, a steal. Ever since associated the Purdue year with the Irish. <laughs> Don't with this sort of thing. Careful now. It's absolutely true. Absolutely mm. true. And um, I picked that tape up, took it out, watched it. Absolutely adored it. I've chosen the final episode as we join the story of the isolated village of Devil's End. The master has released the power of a demon called Azal, the last of a race of outer space creatures who came to Earth long ago and who is aided and abetted by a wonderful little gargoyle called Bok. Mm. But the problem was by then, of mm. course, the content was on that tape. Totally out of date. Out of date. Mm. You'll notice that she'd had a nose job. Well, there was nothing on it that we didn't already have. <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah. Um, episode 7 of Inferno. Out of 94. Yes. But was that it, was wasn't out... in black and white, or am I imagining that? Close. Uh, Inferno was released on VHS in 94. Mm. Um, this was released in 92. So it was giving people a, a little bit of a preview, I suppose, of episode 7 of uh, Inferno two years before it came out on VHS. Yes. That was in colour. The demons on that tape is in black yeah. and white. Yes, that's right. I knew there was a black and white. The following year, it was in colour. Mm. Yeah, that's on it. On BBC yeah. Two. And there's another one, isn't there? That's um, Frontier in Space. Sorry, I'm looking at the back here. Frontier in Space. And that came out in '95. And uh, so, within a year or so, we had we had them all on VHS. Two anyway. or three years. So. Mm. People like myself going to buy this tape, which was hard to find, yeah. were, weren't really being rewarded by much yeah. when they finally got it. Yeah. And I did the calculations on this. I think Pertwee's content on this, his actual piece to camera content, which mm. he did with, with JNT, it resolves to about eight minutes. Oh, right, right. It's not a lot. Right. So you're, you're paying kind of like 12, 13 pounds mm. for Pertwee talking for eight minutes. Mm. And then you're getting episodes that you already own yeah. or have seen before there's a few clips there's a few nice clips there's a clip of him on Blue Peter I think in the well, Hoofmobile thank goodness the BBC have never ripped off Doctor Who fans since then by asking yes. to pay for the same content more than once yeah. thank goodness they drew a line at it at the Pertwee years and it never happened again yeah. so we can all be grateful for that <laughs> I, uh, my VHS copy is signed by Mr Pertwee and also Caroline John, yeah, both dead, yeah. who played Liz Shaw, who are both dead. And if you if you turn it over on the inside, it's signed by John Woodnut, who's he? also dead, um, who was in um, Frontier in Space. Ah. Uh, he also played um, uh, one of the, the, the Zygons, Zygons in uh, in Zygons, didn't he? He played a bigger role than that. Uh, yes, uh, Spearhead from Space, yeah. famously. Yeah. And he was also in several episodes of Jeeves and Worcester with um, Fine Murray. We got the Zygons. Zygon. That's the famous line he says, yeah, isn't it? Let Zygons be Zygons. Mm. But we were looking on the inside of this, and it says some um, some other BBC titles are oh, on the George. inlay. Do you remember the inlay? A load of, uh, and he had the lovely, titles. lovely pictures of the covers, and they, the covers are fantastic, yeah. aren't they? I mean, they're beautifully painted. But mm. the issue I have here yes. is, what's your issue? My issue is that you have 
Some other BBC titles are Doctor Who, Revenge of the Cybermen spelled Doctor Who, the full phrase. Mm. And then you have underneath it, DR Who, Curse mm. of Fenric. Yeah. Now, we all work in on marketing. On the same and, page. On the mm. same page. Mm. Now, we all work in marketing and communication. Or have done. Or have done mm. in the past. And yes. policy and whatnot. Digital yes. communication. Education policy. These yeah, things. it's all that exciting mm. shebang. Mm. And um, it's quite horrific to see that on a printed inlay or something, which was probably printed at least 30,000 times. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, mm. In terms of circulation, that no one gave a shit between the words Doctor Who and DR Who. Yeah, next massive to inconsistency. It's horrific. It's and on the, on the other page, Dur Who, the Web Planets, Doctor Who, Talons of Wen Chang, Doctor Who, the Daleks, Dur Who, Planets of the Spiders. You know, and then massive just a inconsistency. Massive. And then just to really piss people off, Blake Seven is added in yeah. there just because they had run out of titles. <laughs> oh, very funny. Very funny. Available from. Your usual retail. <laughs> That's so helpful. Where's the web address? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Marketing was quite an easy job in those days, wasn't it? It was basically the same again. Yeah. What was the Twitter following? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the metrics on yeah. this? Where's the feedback? <laughs> what were the SEO? Oh, uh, dear. It's anyway. just a different time, mm, isn't it? Different time, different era. Yeah. 1992. The year Anthony Perkins died from AIDS. <laughs> And in the same year, another swindle. And we say that marketing wasn't at its peak. Hmm. The Tom Baker years. Yes. I came up with another idea. New, different, exciting and not mine. Which, how much did this cost you, Greg? Because this is a double VHS tape. Ah, well, I remember I got... I didn't get that from um, WH Smith's in Southport. I remember I eventually bought it from Boots oh, in right. Southport. How and you're probably thinking, have I heard you right? Yeah. Boots. They, they, the pharmacy. But they did do VHS they tapes. Did. They, used yeah, to, yeah. they used to do VHS tapes. Yeah. Before they just entirely ripped you off for deodorants and TCP and that sort of thing. And they, film developing. And film developing. They used yeah. to sell VHS tapes. And so I got that for probably about twelve ninety-nine. Are you sure? Yes, I didn't pay 20 quid. It was definitely cheaper than that. Twelve okay. ninety nine, I think. How much did you pay? I never bought it because it was too expensive. Uh, because when I saw it, it was like nineteen ninety nine. You ask too much. Um, it was very expensive when I when I saw this in the mm. shops, and uh, I thought it looks fantastic, but mm. I'd rather have a full Doctor Who story. Yes, like the Keeper of Traken, than this. And I never bought it. So when did you see it for the first time? In the year. 2004, when I first finally saw the Tom Baker years, Gosh, which is really late. Mm, um, yeah. A friend of mine gave me a copy. Of, I loved it. I really so enjoyed after it. After the death of Richard Harris. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gosh. It was very late. I think it was mm. Why is that on two tapes? Well, quite. I mean, that, that was a beef that a lot of people had. You know, because um, Talons of Wang Chiang was one yeah. tape, and then six another six-parter like Planet of the Spiders was two tapes. And then Armageddon Factor, one tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. So completely arbitrary. Yeah. So they 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 span stuff over two tapes to charge you double. Oh yes, definitely. thinking you got more yes. content. And it yes. was an absolute, it's absolute bullshit. It was a swindle. Yes. And I thought by that point, when I saw this thing was on the market, you know, it'd been around for a while. I thought, mm. you know what? I can see this for what it is. It's probably a rip-off. Mm. So I really was put off. Right. But of course, I have since learned it's a masterwork from Tom Baker. It's the beginnings of what would lead up to Tom Baker's autobiography, I think. It's, uh, it's the, the steps. Glim- the early glimpses of... Yes. So he, what's he singing when he comes down the stairs? Esmeralda. Esmeralda. I don't know where that's from. Is it from an opera or something? Who knows? Where's it being filmed? Is it Ian Levine's house? Is it a Turkish bath? Where is it? Where is it? I'd I'd love to know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. If you you do know, do write in and tell us, because I I would love to know. But all those things. And he turns to the camera and he says, um, When I first became Doctor Who... uh, And also, I couldn't see why my choice of clips from my stories might please you. I mean, why should they? And as, and that at that point you kind of think is that at the moment where he's binning JMT's yeah it's pretty pre-written quick written script always going off script. Yeah. When I was approached to do this, I had major reservations. reservations. I always have major reservations. Unlike my predecessors, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's pure Tom Baker, isn't it? Someone else would pick the clips in secret. 
I'd have no knowledge of which bits and pieces were to be used, and I'd be forced to watch them as live. No going back, no changes. Tom Baker's reactions, warts and all. Consequently, they will be instinctive, and I hope more fascinating than if I'd had to preview the material myself. But it's, it's almost like um, he knows that JNT's only got him for a day or a day's filming. Yeah. So he can sort of do what he wants because they can't, you know, it's not like they can refilm it the next day because they've only yeah. got him for a little while. And he's, he's in his medic suit, isn't he? So he's probably yeah. just come off the set of medics that wonderful to film strike. this. He looks great as well. He does. He's, he's double-breasted. He looks fantastic. He, does. he looks like Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah. That's a double-breasted <laughs> suit. <laughs> let the wealthy and great roll in splendour and state. I envy them not, I declare it. I eat my own lamb, my own chicken and ham. I share my own fleece and I wear it. I have lawns, I have bowers, I have fruits, I have flowers. The lark is my morning alarmer. So jolly boys now, let God speed the plough, and long life and success to the farmer. So he, know, he knows that J&T is not going to say, oh, oh, sorry, Tom, darling, you've got to come back tomorrow, we've got to reshoot this. Sorry, no, we need to reset. Sorry, we need to go again, because they don't have time. It's just... His, it's yeah. pretty much one take, isn't it? It's a, it's a great pity that I uh, didn't have a chance to maybe choose this myself. It's not that long ago, Tom. Yes. You, you, you've, you've got memory lapses from 15 years ago about what you were... I've got no problem remembering what was going on in 2004. Yes. yes. He's talking that's about right. it as if it's the 1940s. Yes, that's, that's right. It's so odd yeah. looking at the, the time span that they're yeah. referring to. Like, Oh yes, of course. Now it's 1992, and things have moved on greatly. Yes, and it's I only a decade since you left the park. You left in 1981, Tom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not that long ago. He's purposely forgetting the content. I, yes. I honestly believe this because yes. later on he said, as of course in the Genesis of the Daleks, I was against uh, uh, Michael Wisher, wonderful actor. And in this he goes, yes, I think that uh, Doctor Who story very popular. I think it was called Scarrow. Yes. <laughs> Is he playing a game with John Nathan Turner here? Yes. Is he? I think so, because there's another popular one, isn't there, which is The Seeds of Doom. <laughs> it says, I can't remember what that one was called. It was either called The Crinoid Invasion or Invasion of the Crinoids. <laughs> and so then, dear J&D, I was looking at a caption on it, it Seeds of Doom! <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. Oh, he's a wonderful woman. Sheila... Sheila, <laughs> Sheila something, brackets, Cynthia Grenville is yes, displayed on yes. the screen. Are you thinking, yes, uh, yes, yes, well done. Oh, maybe well done, maybe he'd had a tipple beforehand. And, and then Planet of Evil, it's like he's shown a whole clip with Prentice Hancock yes. acting his little cotton socks off. And Tom's like, I don't remember that one at all. <laughs> then, uh, how can you possibly expect me to recall a plot from 20 years ago? I don't remember the plot of my own life. <laughs> but he's got nothing. It's like nothing. There's nothing there. No. I'd argue here, Greg, it's mm. too soon. Mm. Probably so, even 10 years on. Yeah, I, I think you say, oh, it's such a long time ago. Actually, the opposite. It's too soon. Well, he even says at some point, doesn't he? I mean, every, everything I've done is... Um, gone or, or whatever apart from Doctor Who mind you that's uh, you know he mentions that that's no longer being made so maybe that's why he did it because it was off air the show wasn't running so maybe, maybe. maybe it's like well okay they're not making the show anymore so maybe now is the time to remember it because yeah. the interesting when he yeah. first sees um, Ian Marta in one of the uh, in one of the um, clips and he talks about it he says and dear Ian there, who has, of course, died since. I remember watching that as a child and thinking, gosh, he's, he, he died years and years and years ago, but it was probably only about five years before. So to an adult, it would have been yeah. quite recently. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of his reactions are as if this is the recent past, at the same time as if it's really quite the distant past. So but to us, watching yeah. as kids, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. that dichotomy. We, we thought, well, this is... This is you know, the distant past. He's talking about 1975. Before I was born. Yeah. Wasn't such a time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, yes. the heyday. You know. Yeah. All. But now looking back and I'm thinking, this is like 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? You know, it's a, it's a difficult thing. Well, it's like that um, clip we, we we often cite about dear Gareth Thomas and Jackie Pierce who are both no longer with us. Now, that's, that's odd. That's from odd. Sort of 1990, 1991. 91. 
And they're on some sort of television show, aren't they? And they and Gareth Thomas looks Table fat real. and old. And it's like a, a decade after. Ten and, years, yeah. literally. And they're talking about it as if it's 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we remember a decade ago as relatively young, sort of early middle-aged men. As if, you know, it's not that long ago, really. We saw Tom Baker ten yeah, years yeah. ago for it a signing. Seem that, you know, it it's seems like it could have been nothing. yesterday. Yeah, it was, it was literally ten years ago yeah. when we saw it. And, and they then, talk about it as if... It, Back then, all mm. things, it's all different now. We yes. could do everything now. Yes. You couldn't, and you couldn't <laughs> then either. No, it's true. The effects were terrible then, but now we could do everything. No, in 1991, you couldn't. Yeah. And you still can't. You still can't. <laughs> so, if you have a, if you have access, I don't know actually which box set that's on. It's probably on YouTube. But mm. if you can watch the interview with, with uh, Gareth Thomas and um, not the gay rugby player. All right. The, 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 yes. the lead actor from Blake Seven. And uh, Jackie Pierce mm. on Pebble Mill at one, I think. Right, it was, right. Nineteen ninety-one with yes. them, and they are laughing at the state of television as it looked in the late seventies. <laughs> How long ago it was. Nothing like, long. <laughs> and we are now laughing at the way they're talking about it because yeah. the sofa, for one, is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a great lumpen thing, isn't it? <laughs> Early night <laughs> still <laughs> shades, isn't it? It's horrible. Do, do you look upon it as a sort of a, a dim memory or, or highlight of a career or what? A dim memory, yes. Uh, an interesting memory. It's nice to see when one was actually brown-haired and when one was slim. <laughs> but there was a bit of a gap then, wasn't there? I mean, after that, yeah. after that, yeah. we had the um, Cybermen, the early years, and yeah. Daleks, the early years, which are slightly less personal, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, but, they were a bit odd, weren't they? And the fag end of the bits that were left afterwards, and it's quite interesting. Daleks, the early years, I quite enjoyed because we had. Um, first chance to actually see um, Ray Cusick talk about his design work which I thought was quite interesting. There were loads of those old boys weren't there? There was, yeah. there was like a, a, a trio of um, Cusick Skelton, yeah. John Scott Martin yeah. all dead now of course but they were all talking in front of a Dalek mania poster weren't they? Yeah they were yeah and the whole thing was of course we have to say presented by television's Peter Davidson yeah. who was probably um, in the flush of... It would have been post-Campion, I think. Probably Ain't Misbehaving, that sort of era. Oh, yeah. What, what, have been, what, have, what would he have been doing? 92, 92. Yeah, he'd have been in Roy Clark's Ain't Misbehaving. I remember, I remember when I, I first took... Because um, I was a big Peter Davidson fan back in the day, because he was my first Doctor Who, as I think yeah. I've mentioned before on the podcast. So I took this home, very, very excited to see it. And, of course, I've been watching Peter Davidson and... Um, Doctor Who. Uh, Doctor Who, and then later in um, Ain't Misbehaving. <laughs> and I looked at him in this and thought, gosh, he looks he looks really old and decrepit. He's probably about my age now yeah. oh, he's, in, he, in this. He's about 40 39, 40. And he's wearing a pink and plum, which I think suits him quite well, like a pink shirt and a plum jacket yeah. that I think actually would, wouldn't look particularly out of place now. His, his chinos are very lumpy. <laughs> I think they're sort of high waisted, quite late eighties. Yeah, uh, the, chi- the chinos can go. But, uh, <laughs> but I think the shirt and jacket he could po- possibly get away with now. I don't know. That was one, one of my observations about it. But the other one was how clunky the dialogue is. It's awful. He's like, oh, it starts with exterminate, exterminate. Hello. Those words, relentlessly extolling the virtues of extermination, are synonymous with the Daleks, undoubtedly Doctor Who's perennial favourite monsters. And here at the Museum of the Moving Image, there's a permanent Dalek exhibit. I wonder who wrote that. Yes, I wonder if it was Jane. Yeah, well, I, I think this is a problem with all of the years' tapes. He scripted them. He stinks of John Nathan Turner's way of speaking. In the cold light of day, years after the event, I can say I think the costume was possibly something of a mistake. You can tell in the, the Daleks early years that Peter Davison is quite happy just to turn up for half a day's yes. filming, Take the collect money. his 500 yes. quid or whatever it was, <laughs> and, <laughs> and just yeah. reel off whatever JNT has written. But their notoriety was established, and when they reappeared for Day of the Daleks, the year was 1972. Because 
he's that kind of professional, isn't he, David? I'll just turn up, I'll read the auto cue, I'll smile, I'll do you know, it. Do you want me to do another take? Yep, sure, fine, I'll do another take. But their notoriety was established, and when they reappeared for Day of the Daleks, the year was 1972. And, and that, you know, that's it. Job done, go home. The Daleks in the early years is just, it's connective material. Oh, it is, it's dull to watch, actually. It's quite dull. But moving on. The oh, last uh, one. There's only yeah. one left. And it's it, the last one that came a couple of years later was mm. the Colin Baker. It was a couple of years later, because I remember seeing, I, I remember, and I can still, I can see it now in my mind's eye, I know exactly where I bought the, the Colin Baker years. It doesn't um, match the others, does it? VHS tape, because it was a couple of years later. 94. 94. Yeah. That's right. And um, again, it was in Southport. Um, but it wasn't Boots or WH Smith saying it's um, might have been quite an early virgin store or something like that but it was I remember being in some sort of arcade yeah. and buying this and I remember being excited because I thought oh the Colin Baker years is out that must mean the Peter Davison years is out ah uh, you assume these things I did I did I thought they were going the logic and I thought well yeah, okay it's not out but it must be out soon yeah I'm still waiting JNT if you're listening I'm still waiting for the Peter Davidson years so please it should have happened though shouldn't it it, it would have been nice been. it would have been fascinating yeah the, I always used to stick these at the end of my Doctor Who VHS collection. Yes, me too. Me too, because they didn't sort of slot anywhere else, did they, really? Now they, now they slot nowhere. No. They don't exist. I, I'm pretty sure that new Doctor Who fans mm. don't even know these are a thing. Probably not, because why the hell would you need to own a copy of the Hartnell years? And they've never been on DVD or uh, no. Blu-ray. No. All the episodes exist elsewhere now. On... Can you get them on Netflix? No. I, I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, YouTube is as good as it can. One thing I'll say for them is that the font is actually quite modern-esque, isn't it? It's still it's, Does it hold up? It doesn't look old to me. Maybe. It's fine. I mean, the, the problem is that the, the whole set of the VHSs which we've got on the table here, they don't line up. They're absolute completeness. And I think of all... Look at this. Here How much go. did I pay? Do you know, I remember having this copy as well. It had the same price on the front. Mm. I think it was a fixed BBC price. Mm. There's a BBC price logo on the front of the Colin Bacon years. And can, can you guess how much it was? $12.99. That was a lot of money in 1994, wasn't it? It was, it was indeed. Uh, a true collector's edition of The King's Who. Ransom. And what did we get? We got Colin Baker talking about his two years on the show. And actually, it's quite endearing, isn't it, Greg, really? I think of all of them, you'd think it would be... Colin opens up slightly as my part was the part. One of the heroes that most actors would give their eye teeth for. I think what I liked most about the job was... No, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. So looking back at these years, takes, aren't they an interesting part of our lives? I mean, yes. It's the, it's the very early 90s in a nutshell, isn't it, Greg? Hartnell, Troughton, Pertwee, Tom Baker, Colin, they're all in it. Yeah, but in an interesting way. Davison and Sylvester aren't missing because they're in there as well. Yeah. So it is. It's all of Doctor Who. And they make me feel happy. In a nostalgic way. Mm. For nostalgia, I'd give them probably a good four Tardises out of five. For nostalgia? For nostal- if, if I was marking it purely on nostalgia, I'd have to give them five out of five because there's so much in them. As yeah. I said, there's um, John Pertwee outside filmed outside Lime Grove Studios, you know, not long before both would be gone. And that's remarkable. But for the actual content, um, sure, three out of five, they're quite average. So I guess a happy medium would be four out of five. Good, okay. Um, but I, Tom Baker is five out of five, I think is a hoot. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, folks? Let us know on Twitter. Mm. In the meantime, we'll see you in the next episode of Doctor Who and... The Complete Menagerie Almost. Well, that was crap. Fucking amateurs. If you enjoyed listening to that twaddle, you can follow us on Twitter at DW Menagerie. That's at DW Menagerie. And we'll be tweeting various photographs of our inside leg measurements and that sort of thing. Doctor Who is copyright of the BBC. No infringements on copyright are intended. 
Support Doctor Who by purchasing DVDs and CDs and all other media from the BBC. Any comments made by the complete menagerie, <laughs> almost, are all our own. You've been listening to a Sixth Floor production. <laughs> I love that line of the Brigadiers. Jenkins, chap of the wings there. Five rounds rapid. That's great stuff. <laughs>